Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 37. In this episode, we'll be talking about our 11th card, the Beholder, and it might not be the one you're thinking of, action removal, and wrapping it all up by figuring out which oracle shall rule them all. So let's kick it off with our 11th card and the beholder okay guys we are here with zach and i think maybe after this segment i may have thought of a a, of a nickname so i'll ask you at the end um how you feel about it but it is our 11th card segment um and i think we picked a card that is probably near and dear to your heart right so much um and it's the common right common beholder from Mm faerun under siege he's a four cost mask and his ability is when beholder is fielded you may use up to two different global abilities for free and then he has a global itself but i don't think anybody really cares about it because pay one move target spell spell die to on an action phase to your reserve pool on at or two beholders card at the beginning of your next roll and reroll step return it to your reserve pool at the same phase um have you used that global that often i don't um i so <laughs> I, I i've used this card a few times and uh it's won me a feed when we did a win a feed um but i i used the global only when we had our league Mm-hmm. We had a D&D league, and I had Potion with it. And Potion is a spell. I, I actually also had Prismatic Spray, so you could have, or I could have used it with that. But I mainly used it with Potion, and it worked a few times. I was able yep. to save it for, for the future. And Yeah, I, I, I think that's like the only time. Yeah, yeah, those are the <laughs> Cause In you fact, can't, are those the only two? Yeah, because yeah, you can't really, you can't, well, I... There might be another. Or, one, or, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, gear. limited wish. Yeah, limited wish. Yeah, I get. That, that could be fun, but, but you want to use limited wish. Yeah, you want you <laughs> so, want to use it when you roll it. So. But so, but his ability is so good, right? You play up to two different global abilities. Um, so let, let's start out. Why it's eleventh card? Why don't you see that you've had this on a competitive team? But why yeah. do we not see people use them in competitive teams or even in their fun builds? Yeah, well, it it, it might be one of those situations where. There's another card that's more meta or more popular right now, and we've seen a lot of those uh, Beholder teams from uh, Battle for Faerun, where you get to use all of the different globals. So I think more people are using that, and you can't have more than one Beholders on the same team. So that's one of my guesses. But for me, I, I put it on my team. I took it to Florida last year for WKO, uh, did pretty well with it, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and w- the one thing that caught my eye when I first was looking through, especially when Faerun came out, was his t- top attack stat is like a 6-6 six, six for a 4 cost, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, so I w- one of the things I like to do is look for efficient cards, ones that uh, you know you get really good value out of. There's some that... Uh, that uh, are just really bad. You know, they have really high fielding costs, a really high purchase costs, and the abilities just aren't really that great. This one's the opposite. So if you're looking at the um, purchase cost to the um, attack value, kind of the ratio, mm-hmm. you're, you're at a value because it's a four cost, and on a level three, it's a six attack and only has a, a one fielding cost. Usually on like a, let, let's take away all abilities, you're looking at a blank. Just ability. straight attack for, for how much you yeah, know, you're yeah, paying for Yeah, you're it. just looking at those blank cards that they put out there. You know, there's the, the famous Ghost Rider that says this does not have um, an ability. It literally says yeah. this. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have an ability. It's just there for the good attack, right? And uh, so th- that's one of those cards where it has a better value of an attack, um, a, a ratio when you're looking at it for the purchase cost to fielding cost. This one is the same way. It's four cost, one to field, um, but with six. Usually in those situations, it's a four cost, one to field. It'd be about a five attack. Mm-hmm. So even if I had blank ability, it's a pretty good card um, just looking at the stats just on that. Yeah. If you throw in an awesome ability like that, makes it a, a really you know top-tier card in yeah. my opinion. So... Yeah, okay, so now that we've kind of talked about his stats and everything, so tell everybody how you use this ability to maximum effect. So one of my favorite ways to use it, uh, I was playing it today actually, where I would uh, buy and field a Beholder and use it with the uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon Global where you uh, knock out a... a um, Payable, knock out a character, payable, knock and out a character something for two cheaper. Two cheaper. Um, and then I would use that along with the Rip... Um, 
global, which the, is to, to pay a shield, and then whatever you the next thing you buy goes to your prep area. Exactly. So with that, I could then buy and prep another beholder for only two. You know, one of them being a mask, uh, two energy. So it's just a, a great value, and it's prepped to be able to do again the next turn. So, so you, you theoretically could buy the first all four of them in first four or five turns. Exactly. Yeah. And then what I would do after that is buy a ring, the lantern ring, at a discounted cost, of course. Uh, throw that out there. Have lots of uh, masks and win pretty quick. So yeah, and so. Other than the Blue Eyes and the Rip Hunter, are there any kind of other globals you like pairing with them? I know one of them you discovered playing against my Batman team, which is unfortunate. Yes. Was that <laughs> was that the Green Goblin? Yeah, that was the Green Goblin. Yeah. So remind us what the Green Goblin is. So the Green is. Goblin is um, you pay a bolt, you knock, and you KO a sidekick, and you deal two damage to a character. Yeah. Uh, with Beholder, you don't have to do any of those things. You just, you just deal damage. the damage. Yep. So those ones that are really expensive are kind of fun because... you. You, you, you want to bring good globals, but you don't want your, your uh, opponent to be using them. And so if you do something like the, like the Green Goblin global or Silver Surfer, which is also a little you more You pay a expensive. shield and you take two damage, I believe, and then you prep a die or prep two die, one or two. Uh, yeah, and so um, that one's a good one um, because you don't have to do all of those other things to be able to you know prep a die. Some people do like to take the damage. That one's good with Vicious Struggle, but this is a way to get around that. Um, and then, uh, another one I was thinking of is the wasp global pay two to deal one damage to a, a character. Um, it's a little bit, uh, or, or a player, um, that one's nice to get free as well. So those ones where, you know, you can take av- advantage of because it's free for you and your opponent would really have to pay up to be able to take yeah, advantage and of those what's, same ones. Yeah. What's beholder's fielding cost? Is it a... Zero, yeah, zero, one. zero, one. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> At knock, most you're so knock one it energy. out. Knock it out. And as long as you're, you know, like me and can roll a beholder almost every every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just, you just keep them rolling. Yeah. <laughs> they, they all know. Uh, for some reason. That, and that's yeah. another reason so, I like it. Yeah. The, the full disclaimers, though, I swear it happens when you're playing like non competitive level ones. Yeah. And then, yeah, then we, when we get to like a WK or something, you just can't roll it for yeah. some reason. And we're like, what? Yeah, I, I rolled it pretty good in in Florida. But um, other than that, so so maybe it's competitive teams in Utah. So you have to play, you have to travel I out of the state. I actually have not taken it to a double WK, WKO in Utah. So, so I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we go, what is kind of, I, I got to ask, because you, you've, you've played this and seen it enough. What is kind of the craziest combo of like globals and beholder things that you've done with, with this card? Mm, well, it's really nice when someone else will bring a good global, like when you brought the uh, green <laughs> goblin one. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do that one. KO one of your, you know, <laughs> characters and be able to go through. Maybe uh, add a, I like to bring anger issues with it. So as my other global, once, you know, I don't need to use blue eyes or rip anymore, use uh, the um, anger issues global to pump them a little bit. And after you've knocked something out, you can uh, buff them even more, get even more value out of them. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it is a, uh, I, I can say it is frustrating to play against. Um, it is also fun to play with. Cause I, I, when we had our D and D league, I think you and I drafted all the beholder. That's why no one else. Had yeah. <laughs> he went pretty quick. <laughs> um, so you guys try it. If you have tried it, I, we would love to hear your experiences. You can always shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Okay, so before we go, because I, I, we don't have a nickname for you yet. Well, technically we have Zachary. Yeah. Uh, That's what it says on my so, headphones. So I was thinking about this, and I'm like, can we call you the Z holder? Like, is that sticking now? No. I don't know. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll 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 keep workshopping. If you guys let have us any, know. if you guys have any suggestions, let us know. Um, and we will have you back. Where again, I, I was thinking this is funny. We're going to stick you into this gauntlet of defending a, an oracle card later on. So right. talk to you then. Okay, we are back with Steve the Sage, hey. Doctor J, and in the back we have Zach of undetermined nickname for now. Call me Zach Green. <laughs> okay. He's the global guru. I like that global yeah, guru. Because he loves yeah. his globals. Yeah. I do love my globals. Can't not have That's globals true. on his team. I, I think we have a new front runner for I, I yeah. like that. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, so what we wanted to talk about, and this is something that I believe is becoming more and more important 
in this game as actions become more and more prevalent is how to remove those pesky things. I mean, the, I, I think the, the original annoying action was the rare lantern ring and Dr. J just dreams of the rare lantern ring all the time. It right? is the single worst <laughs> ruled, created card oh, in the you entire love it. game. Oh, you, my god! I've seen that poster of the rare lantern ring that you, you blew up and have in your home. I know you love it. I, I blew it up so I could use it as a dartboard. <laughs> anyway, he's going to name his first child Lantern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what we did is we went through all the cards in Dice Masters that says action in it, and we pared them down to what is this eight uh, eight specific cards that are specifically about removal. So we're not talking about op- oppressive cards such as an Oracle or a Jinzo. We're talking about how can we get that actual die or its effect off the field. I think um, he, I think you've got nine. Nine, okay. But two of them are the same character. Yeah, so you won't be able to use two of them. So w- I also see one missing. Let, let's let's start out with the, with the little one that I think everybody talks about is Constantine Antihero, right? Yep. Yes. The only problem is there's eight gazillion other good Constantines that you can buy on a team. Yeah, I've been thinking about this for my WKO team, and especially after playing Zach with his Beholder Ring garbage today. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I d- shouldn't have... Hellblazer on this team. Maybe I should have Antihero on this team, and it is a real bummer that I can't have both. And I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm like, I can probably do without Hellblazer because that ring is so obnoxious and it's so yeah. hard to get out. But of the but yeah. that this is the least consistent way to yeah. to remove. So, yeah. So, yeah. So. so for people who aren't familiar with it, because they, all they do is play Hellblazer, it, so it's a two cost shield and the ability is while Constantine is active, once per turn at the end of your opponent's roll and reroll step, you may make that opponent reroll an action die. So let's say Zach pulls out three of his rings at the same time, you only can reroll one of them. Yeah, or if it's already in the field and he rolls on a different turn, you can ask him to reroll the one that's in the field. Mm-hmm. If it will reroll, that's that's yeah. the other. That's the problem. I've used this <laughs> in a, in competitive settings, and I'll tell you, it when when you want them to roll an energy, they will roll it. They will roll the the action every time. I think I had it once where it was five or six times in a row. They can, in, they didn't roll it out in games and it, where and it stinks. In games where I don't have action removal, I think ninety five percent of the time they get the ring on the first roll, and it's there for the rest of the game. There's nothing I can do about it. The Lantern Ring is the most consistent action die in the entire game, I'm convinced. No, no, I'm, consi- I'm I'm sure it's our cold guns and it rolling on its non-burst. Oh, face. it's very yeah. con- consistent <laughs> and rolling on that one face without the burst. Yeah. But I think we're overlooking one of the major advantages of this card. It costs two. Yeah, yeah. it's cheap. You can get oh, it early on. So cheap. And it'll, it'll, it'll be there. Um, and you only need one or two. Yeah, if it gets KO'd, you can feel it. It's a fairly cheap to field, too, so... You'll, you should be yeah. good in terms of that. The, so, the next the next lowest cost is four. Yeah. Double uh, of what that yeah. is. So yeah. So, like, yeah, everything else is four or higher or three or higher. Um, we And so the next one that I think we've heard a lot of talk of recently is the common gnome ranger, Lesser Harper. And it says, when fielded, cancel an effect from an action die that affects your character dice. So there's a little bit of discussion going on. Don't even on, get me started uh, on, on this. On, on, on <laughs> we, we, we discussed it, but we've basically come to the conclusion that the only real benefit to this is to get rid of Imprisoned. Yeah. Because um, the, the way... It also gets rid of D&D gear. It also right. gets rid the, of the, all the, the Ring only, of Magnetism. The only thing that matters is that it gets rid <laughs> you of... You play the Ring of Magnetism all the time. <laughs> this absolutely works That's in the true. Ring of Magnetism. That's true. Yeah. Except there's other stuff. <laughs> it also works on the Rare Prismatic Spray. You when you trade, you give your <laughs> opponent two of theirs and take two, two of your characters and take two of theirs. Then you fabricate the two characters you took, mm. playing field gnome ranger, and take yours back. Yeah, it's I, competitively. I it it, competitive, <laughs> <laughs> competitively, it's probably not your strongest one. No, to, no. to get rid of general action dice. I, I would actually go with the Constantine over this one. Although, yeah. don't. Don't look don't look down on its stats. It's got really good stats for the four yeah, costs. It it's also got has high ex- attack stats. It has experience too, which yes. I think people forget that you could Yeah, you get a couple of experience up. counters on this guy and he can be nasty. Yep. And so so that's that's our only three cost. So we have one two cost, one three cost. Um and then so we'll mix No co- no no. You don't have one on here. Which one am I missing? Oh, well I don't see him on here, but I think he's a four cost is uh Breaker the Magical Warrior from Oh yeah. Um mm. 
Yeah, I was going to put that. I don't know why I don't have... I oh, think you... Is he I, four cost or what, three cost? I, I know what I did. I accidentally copied Doom Calendar's text over into the breakers. Oh, you did? <laughs> they're, they're, they were pretty close to each other in the search field. No, no, no. No, you have Doom Caliber, right? You just don't have Breaker on here. No, it was supposed to be Breaker instead of Doom Caliber. Oh. Because well, Doom, Doom Caliber, Caliber is also yeah, action removal. Yeah, but it... it uh, so It's the worst action removal in the entire game. Yeah, and so yeah, it, it, that one actually borderlines a little bit of on suppression because you're you got to KO you got to KO Doom Caliber to cancel effect all of yeah. your Doom Caliber to cancel <laughs> one action effect. He's the worst card ever. Um, but yeah, Break, Breaker the Magic Warrior is the other one, and Breaker is probably I would say the most common, right? Like yeah. one of the most heavily because used he's got to do good this. stats and his his cost is decent. Yeah, he's got so, good fielding cost. Yeah, so he's a four cost, and he's um, when summoned, you may move an action die from the field to its used pile. Uh, and a zero zero one fielding cost, yeah. so that's pretty good um, in terms of that. So, th- so oddly enough, Yu Gi Oh <laughs> has, has lot, all the action <laughs> removal because well, they it, wanted you to get rid of that Millennium Puzzle and and the rings of magnetism and the, and the Millennium magnetism. Rods. Yeah. 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 Um, so l- let's go down the line of Yu Gi Oh. Um, we've mentioned this one before, and there's two of them. Um, that's Jinzo, the mechanical master, and the cyber energy shock. So his common is, uh, f- they're both five costs. When summoned, move all action die of both players in the field um, or the reserve pool to the use pile. So if you are playing a lot of actions, this may be counter. <laughs> yeah. It would be a good counter yeah. to satchel teams. Yeah, It is. It is a good counter to satchel teams. Yeah, and, and his uncommon is when summoned, discard one action die from either player's field to, for their, to their ready area, which is their prep area. No. From either uh, player's oh, field, field or, or from your prep ready prep area. Yeah. <laughs> what is the ready area? This is the prep area. Is that the prep yeah. area? Early, early days of what they wanted to call okay. prep area, but you move it to the used. Um, that sounds yeah. like yeah. such that, an that's awful not, That's ability. not the reserve pool? I, ready area? <laughs> uh, Look, no one's maybe, ever going to play know. it. Don't even worry about it. I don't it, know. I, ha- I have not. Because re- you discard to the prep area. If it's, if it's your prep area or your reserve pool, does it matter? Are you ever going to do that? <laughs> Why would you ever discard one of your <laughs> actions from either of those areas? Discarding means go uh, goes to the use pile. Use pile, yeah. So you would yeah. send it to the use yeah. pile. This is, yeah. There you go, guys. The even, game does that on its own. E- even the people at the top of their game sometimes <laughs> can't remember some of this wording. <laughs> we just know how it works. Uh, yeah, but it gets rid of actions. Um, and uh, Uncanny X Men, the set where bold people reign supreme. We also have this name word. This is another, I think, inconsistent way to remove an action die absolutely it's kind of yeah. conditional yeah so he's a four cost shield and it's when namor blocks you may cancel one active action effect move that action to die to its owner's use pile if necessary so it's a little difficult because he has to be blocking and you know sometimes the effect is already triggered at that like point. the ring this it's is a step too late yeah exactly it's, yeah i mean maybe you can save yourself a couple of turns where they aren't able to just hit you with ring damage again but Odds are they're going to chump you for something like 18 damage anyway. And at that point, he's not doing you a lot of good. And it almost looks like you need a force attack on it to actually make it work. Yeah, maybe if mm-hmm. you could, maybe if you had like a force attack and they had a sidekick in the field or something and you block it, then you can get rid of the ring before they can do anything yeah. with it. But at, at that point, you're dedicating two slots to counter one card. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot when you only have eight. The, the one thing I would maybe say in its favor, probably against a lantern team, but um, blocking sometimes can be easier than summoning or building because mm-hmm. you got to... Oh, look at this act- guy coming with the Yu-Gi-Oh! terminology. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to actually roll the dice to fill them, whereas in this, if you have a mechanic, you know, like a force attack, you can have them block really every turn as long as they have something to attack. Yeah, um, I... <laughs> Well, I was going to say it might be good against Imprisoned, but it's not because they're not going to attack you if they have Imprisoned all <laughs> yeah, your dice anyway. Yeah. So he's yeah. very situational. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so this next one is, I, I think, correct me wrong, because um, I may have a couple copies of this in full art because they did make it, uh, Blink Dimension Jumper. And it's, you may sacrifice Blink to cancel an action or character ability that targets one of your other characters. Boy, that's another awful. She's awful a five cost mask. One. Yeah, 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 the cost is <laughs> the cost is prohibitive of this. You're going to sacrifice a five cost character to cancel an action or character ability that targets. So it has to be a targeting. So this isn't going to work on imprisoned. This it's isn't going to work, work on, on the ring. ring. Yeah. <laughs> it, 
This will work on the cold gun? Yeah, and she's a zero one one fielding. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. It's not that economical to be running her. Don't <laughs> pick this one for anything. So well, so there's another another blink that I think we don't have on here. That I remember when it first came out, it, people were super excited because it could get rid of the, the ring. It's the, the rare blink. The, uh, during uh, once per turn, you can pay the double mask whenever you could use a global ability to send an action die in the field zone to the use pile. Again, it's another five cost, but you also have to have the uh, the two, two masks, masks to be able to send That's it way out. better but than the it, other it, one. It now. is. It's better than, than the other yeah, de- Definitely more exciting. Now, now I'm trying to think which one of those two blinks was the full art. I, I think it's, I think it's the rare one. It might be the rare. So yeah. I, I don't know. I have like three of them, and I never even considered that using might them. actually be the way <laughs> to the go. The rare's not too bad. It, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. But you got to have those masks, and yeah. you could waste energy if they don't roll things. Or yeah, you know. yeah. Look, a card from ASM that might be decent. What? Uh, <laughs> ASM is getting slightly better. The um, more sets come out, and then so yeah, now it's not now it's not legal for Prime though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then so I guess we can wrap it all up with Warlight because those are the last two that we have, and both of them are rare. If I can read this right, one of them is a Larfreeze, which reads: When fielded, <laughs> you may KO a conduit uh, character, I guess, or action, and send it to the use pile. Before you guys ask, there are no conduit characters, so <laughs> so it's just for the action. Yeah. yeah. Um, any of you guys buying a six-cost master to remove action die? Well, <laughs> no. We've got a five-cost Jinzo. Why would I want it has, a six-cost It has higher please? stats. Yeah, it does have some tops out of eight-eight. So I mean, it's not. It's, yeah, not it's, only, it's, it's, it's a one-two-two two fielding. That's you can yeah, do this, right? I mean, <laughs> if you just have money lying around, if you just have extra energy, yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, and then the last Warlight one we have. It will take care of the Lantern Ring, though. So Bleeze is the yeah, last yeah. one. Uh, yeah, controlled and, Rage. Yeah, and oddly enough, I, I finally figured out which um, comic this picture came from because I just was barely reading it. So. Oh, we're breathlessly it's waiting a, for that. It's Emerald Warriors issue number eight. I don't know what that is. Green Lantern, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she's a four-cost bolt, and when fielded, cancel an action die and move it to the use pile. I think when Lantern Ring first came out, everybody was thinking this might be the card to answer it, but she's uh, very expensive. Yeah, and to four field. cost. Yeah, it's, and, it's and a four anything, cost. That's fine, but to field her is like I think it's one, two, and three, or one, two, two, one, two, two. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to put great. something like this just to counter basically it's a, a zero, one, team. two. Okay. Yeah. Zero one two. And the thing is, like when when this set came out, I saw the lantern ring and was just like, oh my gosh, this thing is so stupid broken. And then people were like, oh, but you can get Blaze or you get Breaker the Magic Warrior that takes care of it. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because <laughs> even if you get it out of the field for that one turn, they're gonna PXG twice. They're gonna roll it the next turn and it's going back right back in. And the set came with Parallax, so. They just re-roll, re-roll until they get that lantern ring, and oh man! Yeah, and the problem is, is that these are a lot of these are wind fielded. Yeah, which means if they put it out on their turn and attacked, they probably did some damage. Yeah, mm-hmm. which so. then goes back to that Namor. If you had him out already to block, it's gone. Whereas in these ones, you have to wait till your turn, roll it, field it, and then get rid of it. So what we yeah. got to do is take all these cards that we just mentioned, put Team of Eight together. We've just We've solved the lantern <laughs> problem, right? We, we'd, we'd still probably do I, I would, WizKids, if you're listening, in the future, I would love some kind of, like, action blanking effect or something that lets you unpurchase action yeah. dice. Um, that would be the best Because if go. you look at the list that we've mentioned... Um, you mean, like, send it back to the card? Yeah. yeah. That would actually yeah. be very Make good. Make them buy idea. it again. Yeah, so I'm looking at this list. Are any of these cards we just mentioned prime legal? Um, no. Yeah, so... Uh, Good nope, luck, guys. None of them. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, neither is Lantern Ring. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But, there, but, I, but the cold, I, but gun. cold gun, cold gun. Yeah. I, I do believe that in the prime format, actions are going to be fairly pre- pre- prevalent. So that's why. I mean, the satchel yeah, yeah. isn't far from the ring. Oh, it yeah. does a lot of yeah. damage for having action dice in the field. Yeah, with a good pilot like Ken, it'll demolish you. Yeah. So <laughs> similar concern, although it's much more tame than the lantern ring it's not quite as broken thankfully so we would love to hear did we miss out on an action removal somewhere we would love to hear from you guys or if you have any other ideas on how to do action removal or if you want us to do a segment on action suppression too 
So maybe removing it is not as efficient if you want to see how we can limit action use. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, you guys all need to suit up because blood will be spilled in our next segment while we find the one oracle to rule them all. Okay, guys, we have the full crew. We have the global guru, Zach, the KO King, Russ, Steve the Sage, and Dr. J, or Jared. Um, and what we wanted to do today is we wanted to say, we, we've had this discussion before. Um, sometimes there are cards where there are so many good ones that you only can pick one. So um, we did it with the Lantern Ring with the energy types. Now we're going to do it with another one, the Oracle, the one Oracle to rule them all and we're even going to switch this up because normally I don't get to participate in these discussions other than to say Dr. J is wrong um, so Russ you're going to take the I chair I will take over as mediator because <laughs> I'm actually the weird one in the group that doesn't like any oracle we agree so you guys are going to have to convince me which is the best which is going to be hard because I can't fit on my team so we'll have to figure this out <laughs> All right, so who wants to start out first? Dr. J, what do you have over there? <laughs> I. All right, well, fine. We'll just do the right one right out of the gate. Okay. So I took Oracle Clock Tower Surveillance. She is the one that while Oracle is active, your opponents pay one more to purchase each die with a purchase cost of two or less. And this one is the best for the simple reason that it's the only three-cost card out of them all. Um, so it... It's awesome because you can buy it and prep it on turn one if you want, and it stops them from being able to. It slows down their. It slows down your opponent's purchasing curve a little bit. So if they bring Constantine or they bring a bunch of cheap characters like Mary Riem, Morphing Jars, Cobalts, you're doubling the cost of the Morphing Jars and the Cobalts and really jacking up the price of the other stuff too. So, um, how fast are you getting that into the field? Does it make an impact on those one and two cost characters? Absolutely. You chalkboard it on turn one if you're going second. And what if I'm playing five, six cost characters? Then I don't have to buy that one and I can go straight to my <laughs> win condition. <laughs> what about in prime? In prime? Yeah. Who, who, who are you trying to go against in prime? Multiple um, men. Multiple men, yeah, mostly. Felicity Smoke. Multiple men, I think, is really the, the number one that she counters just because. They want to buy six of him, and they're all two cost, and you just increase the cost to purchase all of them by six. We won't get into that debate because I am not on the multiple man bandwagon there either. And you only need one in the field for Swarm to work. What do you mean you're not you're not on the bandwagon? You don't like it, right? Right. Well, this is a great way to counter a card that you don't like. You should totally... But then I have to put another card I don't like, another mass character, by the way. What's wrong with mass characters? There's better ones. No, no. That... <laughs> Maybe, but she is hands down the best oracle there is. I do think that she would be good against bard teams, so you got me something going there. Those yeah. Mary Ram, cheap characters, put them in the field. I got I to yeah, remind the older, these guys I hate each other because <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this. I don't like The it. older sets have a lot more cheap characters in them. The, the prime stuff, not so much, but multiple men, I think, would be the number one reason to put her on your team just because it's going to slow down their purchasing. If they bring and I mean, we're, I was playing Jeremy here earlier today and he had multiple men I was playing with big entrance and he was buying them all for one so it's also a good way to slow down people from buying up all those two cost characters with big entrance it also works against Serena too so that's also another bonus so so what black widow what? super rare uh, Serena, the, the good thing with that though we learned a few weeks ago is Emma Frost super rare yes yes that's, yeah. that's the ultimate challenge. Yeah. <laughs> that's why your Oracle sucks is because there is super rare Emma Frost. I will there. also <laughs> say that for a three cost, she's got some pretty decent defense stats. So that's also a good reason to look at her. You can't use defense stats. All of us have the same defense stats. But I, she's I cheaper. Mine is cheaper than yours. So, yeah, the defense stats are better for mine than for yours. It will affect purchase curve. So you got me there. Also, if you're playing with Professor X, you can buy her and then still save one to PXG if it's your second turn. Or you can just straight up buy her on your first turn without having to worry about it. Other These other ones, you can't if you go first. So she wins. Steve, what do you got? Uh, I have the or Oracle uh, Hacker. Just a second. So when Oracle is active, your opponents pay one more to field each character die 
other than sidekicks, and I know you have used this t- to great effect. Yes. I was annoyed when you used it. And it this one works for the prime format because, you know, to field suddenly, you know, those... Uh, suddenly that cheap character is now spending the other three energy that you just drew from your bag. I really want to play both of these on the same team. Can you do that? No. Well, I think they'll do it right when, you know, remember we had this discussion today, how eight characters are not enough, we need 16. So once they do 16, I think we'll be able to do it. Well, the most, she is very annoying because let's say you have Gorilla Grodd or a three three cost, or uh, pay three to field. Yeah. Suddenly it's four. Yeah. That's nasty. Can't can't field it. It's one, everything is one more to field. Except sidekicks. Yeah. And... Oh. Allies are not sidekicks until they actually hit the field. That'd so be really good even on those a, count. That'd be really good on a prime team, actually, that you had somebody else that made you pay for sidekicks to field. Because I think fielding cost is going to be huge in prime. Because so. energy is, again, scarce. Yes, that Oracle actually has me pretty interested on some stuff uh, that I can now, put on in prime. The, the other good thing about this one is everybody you know goes to the master investigator because it's the best one. They'll all forget that you had the different one. That'll <laughs> be say. pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> they always forget. They think, oh, I'm not going to use globals. Good. <laughs> I don't care. Camo- camouflage <laughs> Oracle is like, oh, you weren't expecting this, were you? <laughs> oh, man. And, and suddenly, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're looking to field that, uh, you know, uh, something that costs one to field. And you're going, nope, it costs two. <laughs> Dang it, I don't have that much energy. I you, do think that'll so, be big in prime. That is a... Could be a good prime card. So, so if you don't, if they don't catch it early, then they'll like won't use globals because they think that they can't. And then when they finally try to field some high cost character, you're like, nope, he costs one more. And they're just like, what? I was totally playing this wrong the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at me. I've done that. That's a, that's sneaky, <laughs> sneaky dice masters play. And with the lack of uh, globals in prime format. Yeah, I agree, it, Steve. Everybody yeah. thought that in prime, the oracle is going to be big and I my question all the time was which one because I don't think that the you know meta oracle that someone's going to try to convince me to actually is a benefit is going to work because I just don't see it working because so you're just a hipster and hate all things meta yeah. so I, that may be true when it comes <laughs> to Dice Masters so mine's still better than this one though because mine stops the purchase of the characters rather than the fielding of the characters so but what two three cost characters am I going to worry about in prime what what two or three one two no she or, doesn't do anything for three cost right, characters right one or two cost <laughs> characters what am I worried about in prime okay what are you going to do buy characters or field them uh Multiple Man, Felicity Smoke. Those two are uh, good. That would be good to stop is purchasing. Static? Static's not a two cost. Okay. But I don't even know what all the two costs are. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, there's not that many. <laughs> See, you're wrong, Dr. J. <laughs> and, and, and if they're two costs, you're probably buying them turns one and two, maybe even all of them. So good luck getting her out in time before I buy them all. No way. That's not how people play. <laughs> all right. What do you got, Zach? We'll leave Kevin for last because that's what he does to me all the time. So I've got it's the, the best uh, one. That's why you save it to the last. <laughs> I have um, it is master nope. <laughs> internet interference. While Oracle is active, opponents must pay one each time they use an action die. So I think this is uh, going to be the best one in the prime format. If there's ever a rotation, this is going to be the best because uh, without PXG. The best ramp that you can get, or one of the most optimal ways to get ramp, is through action dice, superhero registration act, um, different things like that. And this makes them pay on those things, so it, it slows them down. Um, we, we were talking about how in prime resources are such a valuable commodity. You know, each one that they're going to be doing this with. Sometimes I've seen people do all three superhero res- registration acts in one turn. This should prevent a lot of that. Also, it makes some good combos um, with uh, a lot of the new stuff coming out. So these satchel teams definitely will slow those things down. And then uh, throw some things in there to mess with some opponents, like pizza. They think it's cheap, right? One cost. Well, it's now going to be one more cost every time you want to use it. So if they want to buy them all in one turn, that, that uh, this would be a good way to prevent something like that. Can I tell you the only way, only reason I ever put pizza on my team is so when I put it down and when I buy it, I and I'll go, I'll look at my opponent. 
I'm going to buy pizza. Go for about <laughs> 10 minutes of doing that. Okay, so now what question here? I can't. The Would it. Uh, it's when they use a die, right? So it wouldn't work for Ultraman or anything like that. Yeah, it's not depending effect, right? where you are and where it's ruled by your TO. This is a debated question right now. Is is using an effect, using an action die, two different uh, two different things, or is it the, considered the same thing? There's a little bit going to and for. I am of the personal opinion, so saying that using an action die effect and using an action die are two different things, but some people may roll it out. I, I think you bring up a good point, Zach, but you're wrong. I, I bring up a good point. I, he, I, he I, up I, agree with, I agree with KT Data, so obviously we're right. All right. Yeah. So, so if it is ruled <laughs> by chance in your area that uh, it is action effect, even more powerful, probably... Extremely powerful, actually. Stupid, broken, powerful. It's still, it's still a big deal. Action dice are going to be so big. I believe in not, in not, prime. not, not Star Wars Destiny big, right? <laughs> oh, I, uh, sorry, no. guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. But, but there's going to be a lot of things. Uh, direct damage actions. There's going to be churn. All those things I think are going to have to come from actions. The things we've used as globals and other things. Are going to come from action, so I think like that's that new, to pay attention uh, like to. the new momentum, right? No, you don't. You don't need to. Stop <laughs> that's not a good card. No, no, you don't need to stop momentum. That one's <laughs> no man. one's going to play it. No one's going to play it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about stopping momentum. But <laughs> sounds like I win then. No, the, the, you, there there is one other thing it stops, and that's Ultraman using Kryptonite. It doesn't stop it, but it can it slow it down. More it slows it, down, right? it way down. Yeah. Oh. Oh. By the way, um, Alfred is a two-cost character, <laughs> which actually may be big when it comes to the Batman team. Did, did it take right. you? Did it take That's you this right. much time to find another two-cost character? Absolutely not. I was just letting you guys <laughs> that talk. That really hurt your argument there. K- Casey Jones is a two-cost. Hey, character. sorry. I already bought him in turn one. You didn't have Oracle out. Sorry. You bought one Alfred. <laughs> no, I bought. I, I bought two of them because it's two cost. And I had four. No, energy. turn one, you only have three energy. Three energy. Well, okay. Well, you chalkboarded one my, over. It was my first turn. Your first turn. <laughs> which was turn two. Your first turn, you bought your overly expensive Oracle. Well, you went turn so, one and didn't get her out in time, so. Well, I went turn so. one, and I bought my Oracle because I can on turn one. You can't. All right, turn two, I bought two Alfreds. No, turn two, turn two, you bought Oracle because yours is four costs, and you couldn't buy her on the... <laughs> Even hey, better. It, it, does, it doesn't matter. To, to be fair, I, I have to say, my personal experience, Zach rolls more shields and masks, so he may have bought the two Alfreds over there. Also, Swarming Foot Ninjas, also a two-cost character. And... Well, and Wong. Stafford Cuckoos. There's Speaking of a which... Wong. Yeah, that's isn't, right. Not much else besides isn't that, Isn't it surprise everybody that that Casey Jones is not being talked about more for Prime? I don't know. Somebody's Somebody's got to be brewing a team. There's no villain makers in Prime, so I don't think he's as good. In Prime, but still takes away villains and sidekicks. It does. It fair, is, fair amount of allies, and there are a lot of Ooh, villains. There are that a lot would of villains. Pair really well with your. Uh, All right, getting back cold. to what the topic at hand. Killer <laughs> Frost. Because you see, while you guys while you guys are, are arguing over all of this, you have to feel them, which makes mine better. I, I actually am leading. They don't have to field cost. them if they don't purchase them because they can't afford to purchase them. Because <laughs> I, I win. I have been thinking about increasing the fielding cost of sidekicks, so doing that to characters also. Oh, is oh intriguing. rare, rare. Um, Agent Carter is also a two cost character. <laughs> so she's nasty. <laughs> well, I guess we should get onto that other. Well, I think it's been played before, so we'll have to figure it out. Probably uh, by somebody in like a dark cave all by themselves they play or in a regionals and beat somebody with it um so nah so gentlemen gentle king and listeners of the double burst podcast um they saved the the best for last which is oracle master all right well thanks for joining us this week on dice master get off your soapbox and just read the card oh my gosh our ability is while oracle is active your opponents may um your opponents pay one more for each um global ability so you're adding one to all those global abilities so that pxg saved two masks guess what you're only getting the PXG once. We've seen this used in meta teams and in WKO winning meta teams, I believe, too, with it. And what is the greatest thing about it is the mask, which helps mask ring teams. So, Steve, I got your back in terms of ring teams. Yeah, mask ring teams for the win. Um, also, it is the only Oracle out of all of them that has an alt art card and looks sweet and may have been the only basis that I, of me building a mask ring team with Oracle on it. <laughs> 
but I can't confirm nor deny that. So other than <laughs> PXG, it doesn't really work anymore. Well, I know some people like to KO things, so I, you know, I like to make it a little more difficult with the Blue Eyes Global, you know, or somebody who just likes to hand out Superman affiliations left and right. Man, a, that terrifies me that with that in prime format. Okay, now you, you actually sold me a little bit there because <laughs> I've been playing against this Doomsday team. Oh, oh that's Oracle. <laughs> yeah, he, pretty well. Yeah, because I'm sitting there and he's like, oh, he's using like three you, or you four masks. I'm like, eh. you just you just break down, you pay the two masks, <laughs> and you send her to the use pile. Not that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I, and but it saves my field for that turn. And boy, it's going to cost me one more to I'll use. Just get it next to turn. use that motorcycle global. <laughs> <laughs> She's also the fr- well. Don't forget that uh, you also have your Civil War globals that I think people forget. That is where your force block is with your wasp. Your uh, Goliath has the plus uh, plus one plus one attack, and uh, Luke Cage that has that nasty one damage to each of you. Those I believe people may be overlooking now, but that or they're just hiding a team ready to use later on. So how does my uh, beholder with two free globals work with it? Um, depends on who you talk to and their definition of free. <laughs> Personally, I think it's plus one because it fits the free theme. is it, free. It it fits the the taxing ability of all her characters, where it's always plus one to something. So that kind of completes the circle of plus one to that. But you know, it's up kind of up to your team. Well, rule, ruled it. here, it yeah. was free, breeze free. Yeah, so. didn't have to pay. What do, you, what do you think over there, Doctor J? About what? I was just how, how awesome just, Master Investigator Sorry, is. I was just and too busy thinking about how mine is even better now. Can, it taxes oh kryptonite. Yeah. You have to pay three for all your kryptonite. Can, can I Can I also Ooh, mention yeah. that my, my card is the only oh, oracle that has been mentioned on. by all three of you without me having hold to instigate on. it at hold all. On. All of you have said Master <laughs> Investigator once. Is two-cost dice? It's two-cost dice. It's oh, not character see, Now that's dice. intriguing. This works on actions as well. That kryptonite. That's assuming mm-hmm. I haven't bought all my kryptonite. Does it have to be you yours? Haven't. What about basic actions? Hmm? What about basic actions? It's anytime they purchase a two-cost die. I will read it Ooh. word for word. While Oracle is active, so your momentum. opponents pay one more to purchase yeah. each die with a purchase cost of two or less. Momentum now is a two-cost basic action. Huh. Oh, Turtle Van also. <laughs> yeah. Can, I, can I just team? say how long it took him to figure out this? this like, hey, I will how, say that I, I did No, no, no. I just wanted to build it up. Every time you guys made <laughs> yeah. a good point and said yours was the best, yeah. I'm like, but mine's a little better and now. As I see you furiously <laughs> scrolling on your phone looking for two cause. But again, it's one, one to more, but one more to buy. But mine is every time they use it, they have to pay another one. So, that, I mean, once is you bought and it's over, every time they use those... They have to pay another one. Yeah, that's going to add up a lot buy more. Them. Yeah, they can buy it. They just that that costs one. Mine extra is potentially once. shutting down Mine their purchasing the die they all play together. It. And if it's Russ's game where they go for like till max time, they've used that. <laughs> they've used that a lot. Yeah. So, so, so I hope so, he's not choosing. The yeah. Winner, so so speaking so speaking Again, of Russ, can can I also mention that if you wanted, this, let's say, in the next nationals or worlds, wanting to win a uh, foil rare crow. I bet you you'd be using Master Investigator if you're thinking about that, considering how heavy Global World is still in Unlimited. Hmm? 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 Yeah, because I always put all the meta cards on my team. You might, you might, you might be able to get a foil Rare Crow um, by playing Master Investigator, but playing Clock Tower Surveillance is the only way you're going to get that foil Gobby. So, are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure about that. I'd be pretty <laughs> impressed if somebody put that on their team and ended up winning that. Well, we'll have to see. I'm, I'm telling well, you, if, the, if Master Investigator shows up in World and somebody gets a foil guy, you know, you know, I'm going to be like, suck it. Do you know why Master Investigator is so popular? Because she's just a cheaper Jinzo, and that's what people wanted. They didn't even look at the rest she's not, of them. She's not even, she's better than Jinzo, too. She's not Jinzo, better you, than Jinzo. It she's forces, not. It forces you to use life as a resource, <laughs> where this one, you have to have the resource or you can't do it. I, I still think Jinzo's better. I have lost games because of Jinzo. I've never lost. You've also lost games with a rare Black Widow, so let's not talk about that. But I've never lost a game because of Master Investigator. I just switched my purchasing. You know you lost to it. I've lost to it, but not because of At regionals, right? I've lost to it. I know, because I was sitting across from you when that happened. I've lost to it, but not because of it. I just changed my purchasing. It, It hasn't really ever affected me. Again, all of you guys are four-cost cards, so mine's still better. So obviously, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you as you as the moderator, where are you leaning towards right okay, now? Okay, so for Prime, 
I'm thinking that Zach is second choice. Steve, I would take first. I agree. Simply because of my play style and what I might pair it with. I think fielding cost is going to be huge in this, especially let's say they have multiple men. His fielding cost is already not great. So paying extra to field more, a little bit more difficult. Just an opinion, especially when I tax the sidekicks. I don't think it matters, though. I mean, they only need one multiple man in the field, and they just need masks on the rest of them. No, see, that's... That's a misconception. If I what have, are you going to do with one multiple man? If like, I have six swarm, multiple man, how are you going to win? Your bag is you crazy You use them to stuff. buy See, that some crazy work. expensive card. Or no, die. because you have six die and eight, what, eight, eight sidekicks, and then whatever you buy, your bag is completely stuck. I just played against Jeremy today. He was playing this multiple man. He fielded three sidekicks, and what, what happened? Every turn he was pulling out like all the multiple man. Even if he pulled out three sidekicks in one, he'd be like, swarm, 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 through, all, through his okay. entire freaking bag. He also had okay. a lantern ring that relied on masks, so again, right. mask lantern ring's the best. We're, remember, we're, we're talking about Prime. Though. I know, I know, but in Prime, it's still an awesome form of ramp. It's still... Excellent ramp. Ramp, but what is your churn? Multiple man. And if you don't pull those multiple man after you've purchased them all? Then they're in your bag for the next turn. Until I keep stuffing all those sidekicks in. What? What? No. Yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah. just going to start throwing stuff <laughs> Oh, at I'm going like... to be throwing stuff in there. <laughs> Look at you. You're the one that's stuffing bags, too, in this prime format. G- cool. Guys, I, I promise you, if you come play in Utah, we will not throw dice physically at you. <laughs> so, I but, just think taxing the field... Of characters. Okay, is big. but if if what's the what's the purpose of fielding multiple men like multiple multiple men? Why so you can say multiple 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 <laughs> yeah. multiple. Okay, multiple but men. it's not just multiple men you have to worry about. Unless you had like, a, it would work well with the ring team. Or if you have the or if you or if you have the flying car, the flying car actually works fairly well with it. Yes. That gives it the attack buff. So then you just outnumber them and get one of them through. Yeah, I think multiple man front line is going to be something in prime. You're just going to have six characters that are super cheap to get through. I just don't think the fielding cost is that big of a so, deal. With yeah, we, I don't so, think Swarm is that big. Yeah. I, I, What's going to be played more, like swarm, swarm or Superhero yeah. Registration? So we can, we can have this discussion later because I'm giving everybody a little bit of a preview. In March, every episode of the Double Purse podcast is going to have some discussion about the PDC getting you guys ready for your events. Discuss your stupid so, Swarm. Um, <laughs> so Superhero is even the best to Swarm, ba- by the Back way, to our topic. So, so, so we've talked about Prime, right? So how about unlimited WKO. Oh, I really... You know you're going to say it. It has master in the title. That's well, I why do... Clock Tower Surveillance. <laughs> Clock Tower Surveillance has its place, though, because of Mary Ram. And if people are going to go with Bard... If I'm facing a lot of Bard, I think it's a benefit to get that early with the three cost. If I'm built around some other way to also hinder PXG, I could go that. I think there's a benefit there. So... Leaning that way, but I have to go with the stupid <laughs> freaking master <laughs> investigator. I still think Jinzo's better. Personal opinion. Can, can we all agree that the alt art is sweet looking? Yes. <laughs> here, here is where master investigator really where she pisses me off is when I have three energy. That's what sucks. It's like yeah, you're gonna have one it. just staring at you saying yep. ah. I don't mind saving two, but when I get on that weird odd like, numbers, three man, diet, I'm like. <laughs> Freak. But you, you guys know me. I'll go turns without buying stuff so that I can get to my bag. But yeah, it, she's probably the best, especially if your opponent is not good at playing around her because she is a hindrance. She slows things down. Russ, I, I got you, man, right here. I'm going to change. I'm going to blow your mind right here. I'm going to change your opinion. You put Clock Tower Surveillance on a team with Black Lantern Aquaman, and you just oh, unpurchase all their two cost characters and their. <laughs> Then yeah, it's a it's a persistent effect throughout the whole game. What have you done? Now, oh now, yeah! Now, now you're just pandering until you. Know. Oh, I know my audience. That <laughs> <laughs> you unpurchase their Constantines, you unpurchase their Mary Reed. So, so, oh, what, so what what happens if they start PXGing unlimitedly and then just buying two of them? And Black Adam, but but you don't understand. Everybody thinks it's that easy to repurchase, but it screws up their games. Because that Black Adam and. <laughs> All right, I would hate to say he's wrong, 
but, but he's who, not. But, I have some really good yeah. ideas with that. So now. You you have good ideas with it, but I mean, how universal is oh, that in, in teams? In I mean, general, yeah. master investigators better. <laughs> if you want to throw your opponent <laughs> off, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning that clock tower now. All right, I'm gonna give one last argument for mine. What do you do the most in a game? Purchase things. Use globals. Use globals. Use globals. Well, if you're talking about me, maybe yeah. Use globals. Use globals. Field things. Use globals. Or use actions for control, ramp. Definitely field characters. Use globals. So technically to me, that one, you're making them pay the most. Whether it impacts them the most, I don't know, but you're making them, you're taxing them the most, right? I'm kind of thinking, though, doesn't everybody make their opponent repurchase their dice? <laughs> I mean, that happens all the time, right? My issue with sure. the action dice is <laughs> most action dice have abilities that are powerful enough that paying the one energy is not... Especially if it's like just, paying the like, one energy to blank your oracle so they can play more of them. Or if it's but, but pay, everyone's pay one energy on to draw to three dice characters. out of your bag, it's like, fine, I'll do that. I mean, really, I've paid the cost... Like the, the action I, I pays think the me key back. is when they're not expecting it. So they're low cost action dice where, you know, is they're, they're going to come to that decision. Is it worth it for me to pay one just to use this action die? And that's where it could impact them. Locally, I think the basic action one is big. We like to play a lot of basic actions. We use basic actions a lot for ramp. And so I can see the argument there, but... Oh, stupid master investigator. Yeah. But I will say that Dr. J really has me thinking about some clock tower scenarios yeah. now. All right. So um, first of all, thank you so much, K.O. King, for being the moderator this time, giving me a chance to argue because I don't get to do that often. Thank you all for kind of coming up and, pretend, and uh, you know, helping protect the honor of each of your oracles. If, uh, if I'm honest with you, most all of these are really good cards, you know. If you can fit them in, in the right team, they can, they can be awesome. But we want to hear from you guys. What is your favorite oracle, or what do you think is the best oracle out of this? And if you ever want me to argue, or rather just have me moderate because I say outrageous things, you can always shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, do we need to carry anybody out with, on a stretcher? Uh, I just like to say I got stuck with the one I was arguing, so that's fine. You convinced me. At the end, that was pretty good. <laughs> Knew your audience. Make them repurchase. You, right. you, you had you had second choice, and that's what you chose. Yeah, my other choice is Master Investigator, and I hate that one because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before this episode, I think we all agreed that that was the crap version of it, and then you've changed some of our minds. Well, good. It's playable. <laughs> so you've done, you've done good. It's just not the best. <laughs> And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about action removal? Did we miss something? And am I right about Oracle Master Investigator? Let us know. Doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and really cool articles that we have there. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. And if not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. I hope to see some of you guys at the WKO. Of course, thank you for everybody who listens. Everybody on the team really, really appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. 